Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. KFI AM 640 Los Angeles. Orange County. And KOST HD2. It's 5 a.m. What did you miss? It's time for Wake Up Call with Jennifer Jones-Lee. Good morning and welcome to a Tuesday. It's KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Here's what's just ahead on your wake-up call. Former President Jimmy Carter is in the hospital in Georgia this morning for brain surgery. USC campus police have reported a suspicious death at an off-campus housing facility. 505 will talk with ABC's Karen Travers about a couple of things. So President Trump has a new plan when it comes to the day the impeachment inquiries are supposed to start publicly. He wants to have a joint news conference with the president of Turkey. Not everybody thinks that joint news conference is a good idea. You can guess who probably does not support the idea. And also the president has released a transcript, or he says he will, of the calls from April with Ukraine's leader, claiming that the transcript would be released today. And he also said it would be tantalizing. Karen will have all the details on both of those stories coming up. Let's start with some of the stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Former President Jimmy Carter is in the hospital for brain surgery to relieve pressure from bleeding caused by his recent falls. Carter fell twice last month before returning to his church in Georgia this month to teach Sunday school. So I'm going to live again. After I die, I don't know what form I'll take or anything, or what, but I, I have confidence that that there is a God and he's all powerful that he keeps his promises and he's promises life after death. Carter Falls, his falls this year have led to a hip replacement, 14 stitches and treatment for a minor pelvic fracture. We're going to talk more about this coming up at 5.50 with ABC's Sherry Preston. So I just want to know about the procedure that the former president went through, uh, what caused it, what led up to it. In other words, uh, did he black out? Was there some sort of issue that caused them to take him to Emory, I mean, they took him, that's a major center. So they took him there because they knew that something major had to be done. So I just kind of want to get a little insight into how this whole thing went down in the first place. USC campus police have reported a suspicious death at an off-campus housing facility. Officers found the body yesterday during a welfare check. It wasn't immediately clear whether the person who died was a student. But just the day before, the president of USC had released a letter responding to an unusual number of student deaths. At least eight USC students have died since late August. Some of the deaths were ruled suicide, but the university president says others are still under investigation. In other cases, the cause of death is being kept private due to the family's wishes. Immigrants rights activists from L.A. are planning demonstrations for DACA on two coasts. Dozens of people from L.A. who were brought into the country illegally as kids are holding rallies at the Supreme Court. A hearing today is over whether the Trump administration can cancel their protections against deportation. Chirla's Tessie Borden says another group of DACA recipients will march in L.A. There's going to be school walkouts that are happening starting at 10 a.m. And folks are going to be converging at noon at... um, the federal building and then marching from there to MacArthur Park. More than 660,000 people are currently in the DACA program. 
Andrew Mullen back, KFI News. And Andrew, not that I expect that you're up listening this morning, although you may be. And I'll explain why. See, it's nice to have Andrew back on the air again, because if you've noticed, he's been gone for a couple of months. Why? Because Andrew is a new daddy. So that's why Andrew potentially could be listening this morning, because those babies, they don't uh, they don't decide when they sleep. They decide when you sleep. So his new baby could have decided, you know what, Dad, you need to be up right now. Maybe the kid's a wake up call fan. Who knows? Now, President Trump tweeted about the case this morning, saying many of the people in DACA no longer very young are far from angels. Some are very tough, hardened criminals. President Trump claims President Obama knew he had no legal right to create the DACA program. Trump says if the Supreme Court overturns the program, a deal will be made with Democrats so DACA recipients can stay. And we'll talk more about this in about 15 minutes from now with ABC's Aaron Katursky. L.A. City Fire has reached 95% containment for the fire in the Hollywood Hills. Officials say the remaining 5% is inaccessible due to the difficult terrain. The fire was first reported Saturday afternoon in Barham near Burbank and Universal City. Four LAPD cops are recovering from a fiery crash involving a stolen SUV in Pacoima. The driver of the SUV hit an embankment and flipped yesterday while trying to get onto the 118 freeway. Two police vehicles smashed into each other right behind the rollover. One of the officers broke his leg from the accident. Police say the SUV was part of an armed carjacking in the Bay Area. Well, Veterans Day has served as an opportunity for one Democratic presidential candidate to deliver an anti-war stump speech. Hawaii Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard says too many politicians offer support to the troops for the photo op. We're tired of these self-serving politicians. Gabbard's speech came against the backdrop of a ceremony at the Coliseum. Any politicians come to mind? Uh, This isn't about naming names. It's about recognizing what's at the heart of the problem. And she called out politicians who complain about the opioid epidemic. Yet refuse to allow the VA to prescribe alternatives. It was a point that drew applause, including from this veteran. My personal experience, the VA does push, uh, you know, pills on, on vets. At the Coliseum, Chris Carlo, KFI News. And Fullerton may soon build the nation's first monument to list the more than 34,000 American casualties in the Korean War. OC Korean War Memorial Committee's Joe Pack says it's fitting that the monument be in Southern California. From California, there were 2,611 uh, soldiers who went to Korea to fight and gave their all. So we have the most number of uh, casualties. Pack says Fullerton has agreed to move forward with planning for a monument at Hillcrest Park. He says names will be inscribed on five seven-foot-tall stars. He says the monument's expected to be completed before Veterans Day next year. Let's say hello to ABC's Karen Chavers. Karen, good morning. couple things to talk to you about regarding the president this morning. Let's mm-hmm. start now with his uh, counter-programming, I guess. If he says, if you don't want to watch the impeachment inquiries publicly for the first time, watch me because I've got a special guest with me on TV on another station. Yeah, the president will uh, welcome the Turkish president Erdogan tomorrow to the White House. This was actually a trip that's been planned for several weeks. Uh, The president had invited him. Erdogan accepted. There were some questions about whether or not he was going to come, but November 13th had always been the date. Then the House Democrats announced the first public impeachment hearing. So quite a showdown Ah. on both ends of Capitol Hill of major events happening. Tomorrow, the president will have a 
series of meetings, a working lunch, and a press conference with Erdogan. But he will not have anything, as we know, on his schedule in the morning, which means he can certainly tune in to what's taking place up on the Hill, and then he'll be hunkered down in meetings for the afternoon. But it does mean we'll get a chance to ask him questions tomorrow and see his take on the first couple of hours. Yeah, that's true. The timing of it all. And our, speaking mm-hmm. of the timing of it all, are Democrats probably being accused of trying to show up the president in his meeting with the Turkish president? You know, that hasn't come up because the White House schedule, you know, while we knew this was the date, it's not officially announced until the week before. So, no, they, I haven't heard that yet. Okay. And when it comes to criticism, though, of the meeting with the Turkish president, Democrats, a lot of them have already come out and said, we don't want you to do that. Yeah, and, and there were some Republicans, too. I mean, this has been a, a very highly controversial, contentious relationship. Uh, of course, it was a couple weeks ago where the president seemed to give the green light for Turkey to carry out that operation in northern Syria sure. uh, against the Kurds, the U.S. allies in the fight against ISIS. The president for weeks insisted that he came in on a promise to end endless wars and he wanted to pull back U.S. troops. Well, now, of course, they've been shifted. They're not coming home. Turkey did conduct that operation. Uh, a lot of questions about tactics and what was done there. Uh, but the president has insisted Turkey is a very critical NATO ally and that relationship has to be strengthened. All right. Now let's talk about these transcripts. And I must admit that I giggled when I saw the adjective being used to describe them tantalizing. I never have thought of a transcript as tantalizing, but, you know, what I do mean, I know? I can't think of the last transcript I read that was tantalizing, but okay. You know, it's it's Washington. Our bar is a lot lower than Los Angeles, I think. But, uh, yeah, the president has said he was going to release by today. Then now it's the end of the week. The transcript of his first phone call with the president of Ukraine. That call came in April and it was largely a congratulatory call, uh, checking in with the newly elected leader. The White House said it they touched on corruption issues, but that There's really been no big uh, controversy over this call. Uh, The president is releasing it because he wants to say, my April call was perfect and so was my July call. They match. That doesn't square. You can have one call be perfect and another raise alarm bells among national security officials, which, of course, is what we're seeing happen with the July phone call. Uh, He says that first one is more important. Not quite sure why we've asked the White House, but I think it's notable. Alexander Vindman, that national security official who raised big alarms about the July call, he told lawmakers in his testimony that the April call was very good and it went according to plan. Interesting. All right, Karen, thank you. We'll watch both stories with you. See you later. Thank you. All right, bye. ABC's Karen Travers. Um, And it could, she makes a good point that just because there was a call in April doesn't mean that it has anything to do with the later call. So, one could have gone smoothly and swimmingly and raised no question or no eyebrows or anything like that. The other one could have been the call that really see, and it's that July call that really does seem to be the one in question. Now, having said that, it still does not mean that there is an impeachable offense in there because even though stuff may smell horribly wrong and you know, the milk may look sour, doesn't necessarily mean that something went to an impeachable place. Do you see what I mean? It can be bad, but is it? does it raise to the level of impeachment? And that's really where we are in this whole thing, is trying to figure out, was something done, mm, let's say, could, could something have been worded better? Could something have been done better? I think probably a lot of people would agree that, yes, it could have been. However, does it rise to the level of impeachment? 
And that's where you have this big divide of the Democrats going, absolutely it does. It was treason. It was bribery. It was a uh, mission of uh, evidence and fact. And then you have Republicans going, no, actually, it was perfect. There was no quid pro quo. The president does this a lot, or politicians, I should say, not just the president, do this a lot, where they sort of um, trade things back and forth. It's not bribery or it's not um, blackmail or anything like that. So it's going it, to I feel like this is going to be down to like a Bible study. You know, you and I read the same sentence and you take away from it one thing and I take away from it something totally different. That's what it feels like right now. Or a book club where you and I read the same book and both of us get completely different meaning out of it. That's how I feel like how this is being portrayed right now. So we'll see. At Like I, I want some legal expert who knows the Constitution to come in and go, no, this he said X, which means Y. And therefore, we are going to have Z outcome. But because this verbiage is so vague when it comes to quid pro quo, did the president do it? Did he not? It's going to be really tough to get down to that pinpoint. So I'm not sure that a lot's going to come out of the public impeachment inquiry this week because we kind of already know because these transcripts have already been scrutinized behind closed doors. So eh, we'll see. Maybe there'll be some bombshell. Former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson has denied another former official's claim that he tried to undermine the president. Former Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When Ambassador Nikki Haley says, Tillerson and former White House Chief of Staff John Kelly asked her to help save the country, as they put it, by subverting President Trump. Tillerson told Washington Post, neither he nor anyone serving with him worked against the president's agenda. Lawyers for Hawaii Democratic Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard have demanded a retraction from Hillary Clinton. Clinton gave a podcast interview last month claiming the Russians are grooming Gabbard to be a third party candidate. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her Mm -hmm. so far. And that's assuming Jill Stein will give it up, which she might not because she's also a Russian uh, asset. Gabbard responded with a statement calling Clinton the queen of warmongers and the embodiment of corruption. Now Gabbard's lawyers say they want Clinton to retract her comments by holding a press conference and distributing a retraction on Twitter and to multiple news outlets. Like that's going to happen. A Clinton spokeswoman was about uh, or was asked about the Russian asset comments last month and responded, if the nesting doll fits. Yeah. Another Democrat's considering jumping into the presidential race. Former Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick is a close friend of former President Obama. He was the first black governor of Massachusetts. The deadline to get to the ballot for the New Hampshire primary is this Friday. And look, here's another guy entering the race. Rick Kraft. You know him, right? No? He's the state bar president from New Mexico? Well, President Trump has a new challenger. He's going for the Republican side, going for the Republican nomination next year. He's managed to get his name on the ballot for the New Hampshire primary. So he will be on there. You'll see them. 
All right, when we come back, we're going to talk with ABC's Aaron Katursky. The Supreme Court's going to weigh the legal status of 700,000 young immigrants who were part of DACA protection. But Aaron will have a preview of what's expected to happen regarding the DACA status this morning in court, along with traffic and your forecast. And coming up, it's your chance to win $1,000. All straight ahead on your wake-up call. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's a Tuesday morning. Glad you made me part of your routine. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee and some of the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Former President Jimmy Carter's in the hospital in Georgia for brain surgery. Carter was admitted last night and scheduled for the surgery this morning to relieve pressure from bleeding. Due to his recent falls, Carter had fallen at least three times this year. Remember remember when he fell right before he had that Habitat for Humanity um, appearance that he was supposed to do in Nashville? He shows up on stage like hours after this major fall. He's got a shiner. He's got, you know, a bandage on his face. He's wearing a Braves hat. And still sounds like he never fell earlier that day. I mean, seriously, the, the guy's kind of amazing. But this time now he's in the hospital. They're having to do a procedure on his brain. We're going to actually talk more about this coming up at 5.50 with ABC Sherry Preston. I just want to get a little bit more into what's being done and, uh, you know, what happened. Uh, he's had a couple of falls. Why now? Is this normal? You know, all that kind of stuff. Also, USC campus police have reported a suspicious death at an off-campus housing facility. Officers found the body yesterday during a welfare check. Wasn't immediately clear whether the person who died was a student. Just the day before, though, the president of USC had released a letter responding to an unusual number of student deaths. At least eight USC students have died since late August. Some of the deaths were ruled suicide, but the university president says others are still under investigation. In other cases, cause of death is being kept private due to the family's wishes. The, I think the, the thing, the slight thing that I take issue with the president's um, response is no matter what, no matter if it was suicide deaths or no matter, I don't know if I guess if there was an underlying health condition or if the deaths were suspicious. Bottom line is you've still had eight students die since August. And no matter what, no matter how you categorize them, that's still eight deaths, which is an unusually high number. So I don't understand the need to split hairs and go, oh, whoa, whoa, but some of those were suicide. Oh, but some aren't. Well, who cares? It's still eight, eight kids, eight young lives gone. So I'm, I don't know. That one confuses me. 535, we'll talk with ABC's Ryan Burrow. The president has announced a plan to meet with the heads of e-cigarette and vaping companies following a new study that suggests e-cigs are worse for your heart than traditional cigarettes. So we'll talk more about that meeting. 605, it's Handle on the News. Right now, it's your chance to win some money. KFI has your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword TALK, T-A-L-K, to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's TALK to 200-200. And if you are the big winner, you get a call from a number you don't recognize. Please answer that call. Because Money Guy, he's a little impatient. He'll move on to somebody who will don't want to miss that opportunity your next chance to win comes next hour it happens 14 times a day starting with me on wake up call at 20 after the hour all right right now let's say hello to abc's aaron katursky hey aaron good morning let's talk about daca and that is going to court today Seven hundred thousand students legal status now hangs in the balance it does and uh some of them are camped out in front of this building 
uh, in the rain. They've been waiting all night to try and, and, and get a, a front row seat to what could be history because their their lives uh, do, as you say, hang in the balance if President Trump is allowed to end this program. Uh, DACA was initiated seven years ago by President Obama. President Trump said he overreached when he uh, put in that executive order, and he's moving now to uh, to get rid of it. The problem is that uh, the plaintiffs say he didn't offer a, a real explanation as to why. Uh, instead, uh, kind of just arbitrarily said, I want to get rid of it. And they cited his animus on the campaign trail toward Mexicans and Latinos uh, to say that this was an unfair target. Is that going to be enough to make him lose the case? Oh, we'll see. I mean, the, the, and, and the justices have gone two ways. They allowed the president to initiate um, what, what most people call a Muslim travel ban uh, early in his administration, but they did not allow him to put a, a census question on uh, a citizenship question on the census. And, and there, too, it was because he never really offered a, a legitimate reason. So it's all about whether the, uh, the, the president followed the Administrative Procedures Act which is a really kind of stay at argument compared to the emotional display that we've seen outside with people hugging in, in, in prayer circles uh, to, to try and, and make sure that, that, a, that an order that, that has saved their lives uh, remains intact. And it's it's interesting, too, because the one thing that you keep hearing the president mention or the, uh, you know, White House spokespeople talking about is President Obama's unilateral decision to put DACA into place, saying, hey, so because he had that unilateral decision, the president now also has that same unilateral power. Therefore, he's going to rescind it. And, and, and you'd think it would be that simple, but it just doesn't seem to uh, to 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 be. Uh, and, and there does have to be some kind of rationale, a stated reason that the administration gives that apparently they've not been able to uh, to, to successfully do, at least uh, for, for these plaintiffs. And, and it's an interesting argument. I mean, the, the, the president says that the last president was effectively too powerful uh, in enacting this. And so he needs to do away with it. I mean, that, it, it, it's kind of a, a head scratcher. Uh, given how expansive that uh, President Trump has been with executive authority. Um, so we'll see what the justices say. I, I, but the, the ultimate you know, uh, decision here is probably going to fall to Congress, uh, because the dreamers know that even if this program stays, uh, it is not a permanent fix, yeah. that it could be easily undone in the future. And so they would like Congress to enact some meaningful immigration reform. Of course, Congress, as you know, Jen, is tied up with some other things and and you know bipartisan legislation isn't really on the agenda and can you walk us through the process today could the decision actually come down today or when would we actually you know, find out uh, the, the arguments will be heard today uh, the briefs have already been submitted the justices will take all that under advisement and they will get to decide um, sometime we think in june so right in the heat of the president's re-election fight. oh boy will it ever be all right aaron thank you very much Thank you. See you later. ABC's Aaron Katursky. Well, we'll watch this one closely for sure. And uh, Aaron's right. I mean, already you've got the the protesters on both sides gathering outside. And uh, you're going to see lots of footage of that today. So uh, we'll see where all this goes. All right. Some of the other stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Disney Plus's new streaming service has arrived. So starting today... People can access nearly every movie from Disney's catalog, along with Star Wars and Marvel, for $6.99 a month. Now, if you want to do the bundle, 
The bundle includes all that, plus you get ESPN Plus and Hulu, which is about five, mu- five bucks less than if they were separate subscriptions. So by comparison, Netflix starts at $8.99. HBO now costs $14.99 a month. So it might be worth it looking into this. If you're somebody who already has Hulu, based on whatever Hulu plan you have, I think we have like the one where there are no commercials because, you know, I'm impatient Penny and I, I can't stand to sit through a commercial. So I think we have that one, but I think it's like $11.99 a month. So this one for a buck more a month and you get Disney Plus, ESPN Plus and Hulu. I, you know, the kid in me thinks I don't mind having access to all those uh, cartoons and Disney shows and Disney movies. And I heard Mo talking about Escape from Witch Mountain and, you know, bed knobs and broomsticks. And I thought, oh, you know, a dollar more a month. Yeah. We'll talk more about this tomorrow at this time when we talk tech with KTLA's Rich Tamaro. I want to know exactly how this goes down. If if you want the no commercials plan, is that more? And then also, uh, how the rollout go today? Because a lot of times today's the glitch day. Anytime, you know, people are so excited and they're downloading apps and all that kind of stuff. And this is usually when there's an overload and something bad happens. So we'll see. Well, SpaceX has launched its second batch of mini satellites designed to provide global Internet coverage someday. The Falcon rocket from Cape Canaveral left 60 Starlink satellites in orbit yesterday to join the 60 that were launched in May. Now, each satellite weighs 575 pounds, which is relatively light for a satellite. SpaceX CEO Elon Musk says he plans to start providing Internet service in the northern U.S. and Canada next year. Musk used an orbiting Starlink satellite to send a tweet last month. He tweeted, whoa, it worked. And Carrie Underwood is set to host the CMA Awards without Brad Paisley by her side for the first time in more than a decade. Those two were like the best work couple ever. Underwood will be joined tonight by Dolly Parton and Reba McIntyre, starting with a medley of hits. It is going to be a big opening number, kicked off by myself and Dolly and Reba. But just kind of going back and forth and some of the favorite songs from women throughout our history. And as a girl who loves country music, to tell me that you're going to have all three of those ladies on stage tonight. I don't really watch the award show, so I'm not that guy. But I would watch that opening number. Carrie Underwood, Dolly Parton, and Reba McIntyre. Yes, please. The year's nominees for Entertainer of the Year are Carrie Underwood, Eric Church, Chris Stapleton, Keith Urban, and Mr. Garth Brooks. All right, when we come back, we'll talk with ABC's Ryan Burrow. The president has announced a plan to meet with the heads of e-cigarette and vaping companies following this new study that suggests e-cigs are worse for your heart than traditional cigarettes. We'll have more on that meeting coming up with Ryan. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. 
Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. KFI AM 640. An iHeart radio station. 24 hour news. More stimulating talk. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, we need your help this morning. Our sister station, AM 570 LA Sports, is holding its 12th annual Help a Hero Radiothon. And they need your help starting today from noon until 7. The on-air fundraiser will benefit Dream Center LA, which is a charitable organization that finds and fills the needs of struggling people in LA. In the past five years, AM570 LA Sports has raised over $1.7 million through the Help a Hero Radiothon. So all you got to do today is listen between noon and 7 to AM570 LA Sports. I'll also stick a link up on my Twitter this morning if you want to donate. So again, it's uh, the AM570 LA Sports, KLAC's 12th annual Help a Hero Radiothon starting today at noon. So pretty cool if you are able to help. Some of the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Former President Jimmy Carter's in the hospital for brain surgery to relieve pressure from bleeding caused by his recent falls. Carter fell twice last month before returning to church to Georgia this month to teach Sunday school. We'll talk more about this coming up at 5.50 with ABC's Sherry Preston. And DACA recipients from L.A. say they're trying to snag seats at the Supreme Court to hear about their future. A hearing's being held today over whether the Trump administration can cancel protections for those brought into the U.S. illegally as kids. Right now, let's say hello to ABC's Ryan Burrow. Hey, Ryan, so speaking of the president... He's announced a plan to meet with the heads of e-cigarette and vaping companies, and this call falls right on the heels of that report that came out yesterday saying that e-cigarettes could be worse for your heart than just regular old traditional cigarettes. Yeah, that uh, study coming from Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles uh, at the American Heart Association Scientific Conference. They tested out 10 non-smokers, the hearts of 10 tobacco smokers, the hearts of 10 e-cigarette smokers. All the people uh, were in relatively good health at the time, and they realized that uh, the amount of blood flow was uh, blunted and restricted among tobacco smokers, but uh, there was no increase in blood flow at all when it came to e-cigarette users, uh, usually you're healthy, you're not smoking, your your blood flow increases considerably, and there, it was basically stagnant. So uh, that's definitely an eye-opening statistic that a lot of uh, medical professionals are going to take a good hard look at uh, moving on into the future of e-cigarettes. And, um, you know, in the meantime, the president is trying to look at some kind of legislation, national legislation. Uh, not only is he getting pressure from his own wife, uh, who is uh, looking for some kind of ban on flavored e-cigarettes, and we've uh, heard about that in recent weeks, but Uh, He's also now hearing from the vaping industry that's saying, wait a minute, you can't ban these flavors. Uh, Hundreds, uh, maybe thousands of people are going to lose their jobs. You're going to kill an industry. um, And we are the ones who can best uh, sell these products and keep them out of the hands of the young people. They want to see the president uh, make a decision to raise the minimum age from purchasing uh, to 21 across the country, and he think, and they think that that is the best way to uh, combat this uh, rise in use and obviously the health impacts that we've seen as well. How strong is the vaping industry lobby? I mean, would this have any play when it comes to the next political, uh, next presidential election? You know, it's quite possible. I mean, these are small businesses. Um, I I don't know if we can put an exact figure on it. One person who is not at the table or one group that's not at the table is Jewel. 
Um, you know, one of the biggest manufacturers of these uh, has said that they're going to back off. They're going to let the, the president and, and the nation do what it's going to do, and then they'll devise their business model on that. And we're just hearing from the Wall Street Journal this morning that Juul is already planning to cut 650 jobs. That's about 16% of its workforce uh, as it's dealing, uh, you know, with kind of the backlash of everything that's gone on over the last few months. And when it comes to the actual what the president plans on doing and based on this one survey that came out where they looked at the traditional smokers versus the vapors. I think the one thing that a lot of people are questioning is just how much damage was done so quickly because the vaping industry, it's not like it's been around nearly as long as the cigarette industry has. And so I feel like it took time for traditional smokers to have the effects start to show up in them where the vaping ones seem to have happened so much faster and with such severity. That really seems to be a big reason why people have taken so much notice about what damaged vaping is doing. Yeah, I mean, we saw the spike mostly among young people, right? We're now at 27.5% of high schoolers admitting to using these products, and that, that's a huge surge. I mean, these numbers have essentially doubled every year uh, for the last two, three years. And uh, what a lot of people say is, look, there were no regulations on vaping and e-cigarettes, so this was bound to happen at some point um, if they're able to kind of put the clamp down and, and get a better control of the situation. Uh, maybe these numbers will start to go down or at least level out for the time being. So we'll see what the president has to do. And by the way, I just want to point out in Detroit today, they're yeah. going to announce the first double transplant lung surgery uh, performed from someone who uh, used these vaping products. So um, we will uh, we will hear what they have to say about uh, that situation. That's incredible. I've never heard of a double lung transplant, much less this guy who's getting this transplant. He wants his story out there. He wants people to know just how damaging and with what severity this these vaping products can have on your body. Yeah. Latest numbers from the CDC, 2,000 people with lung injuries across the country from uh, vaping and uh, 40 deaths to this point. All right. Aaron. Er, Aaron. Thank you, Ryan. I just was talking with no your problem. colleague, Aaron. Sorry. That's still fine. In my brain. All right. See you later. That's ABC's Ryan Burrow. And uh, but yeah, it's it's the it's the quickness. It's just it feels like, you know, just yesterday. Say let's even let's even be generous and say it was 10 years ago. When we started knowing people or seeing people vaping and it's just, well, then let's look back in history. How long have people been smoking? And it was over decades that a smoker then would end up with some sort of lung disease or a cancer or something like that. But it's not like e-cigarettes and vaping pens have been out for that long when you think about in comparison to traditional smoking. So the impact that they're having, I would just be terrified. I got to be honest. If if I was somebody who had tried to stop smoking and I thought I'm going to switch to vaping, which actually I know quite a few people who did and were thrilled, thrilled with the impact because they said, oh, this vaping is so much better. I'm not smoking anymore. I mean, even though they were smoking some sort of, you know, uh, vapor, uh, they were thrilled with that. But... Now I'm curious, and I've kind of lost contact with a couple of these people, but I, I would love to actually call them up and go, how do you feel now? Are you scared now? Are you trying to get off vaping now, knowing that it might not be the miracle cure to smoking that you were hoping for? I don't know. It's just a, it's, it's a sad web. You think you're doing the right thing. You think you're getting yourself off an addiction. Turns out you might have turned yourself onto a more deadly one. It's just scary. 
Well, San Clemente has a re- estimated sea level rise of more than three feet that it says could reach the city's railroad as soon as 2070. The city's research found the likely sea level rise by the year 2100 is somewhere between 1.8 feet and 3.6 feet. Community Development Director Cecilia gallardo Daly says the city is working to develop a resiliency plan like most coastal communities. And identify how the city can proactively prevent things like additional sand erosion, impacts to the pier, impacts to the coastal trail. She says things like long-term beach nourishment are in the works to save the beaches, which are most at risk. In Orange County, Corbin Carson, KFI News. People in Southern California have been mapping out the ease of breathing during this wildfire season. Purple Air CEO Andrew Dibwad says people click on the company's crowdsource maps a hundred times more often during wildfire season. That interest doesn't go away completely. We have some people that still stay around and look at the website from day to day and we get other you know people that are interested in buying sensors. Dibwad says the interest in buying air quality sensors also spiked as wildfires burned across Southern California. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has announced the killing of by an airstrike of a commander of the extremist group Islamic Jihad. Netanyahu says a senior member of the group had been planning a new attack. The leader was killed overnight in a strike on Gaza. Syrian officials say another strike in their country targeted a second Islamic Jihad leader, but the leader survived. Now, the Taliban and Afghan government have agreed to a prisoner exchange involving American and Australian professors who were abducted more than three years ago. The Afghan president says the deal is meant to help reopen peace talks. The plan is to release both American professor Kevin King and Australian professor Timothy Weeks in exchange for three Taliban leaders. Both professors used to teach at the American University of Afghanistan. Well, the family of an L.A. City firefighter is raising awareness about his deadly disease. Back in August, on his honeymoon, just a month into his new marriage, Eric Stevens was diagnosed with ALS. The 29-year-old L.A. City firefighter felt his motor skills slipping. It's been heartbreaking, but it's been so overwhelming and amazing to see not only our family, but just the community around us really rally. About 15 people are diagnosed with ALS every day in the U.S. There's no treatment or cure. It just doesn't seem fair that you would, in this time and age, that there'd be no option. A GoFundMe page has already collected more than $450,000 for the Stevens family and for research. Monica Ricks, KFI News. Well, more than 50 cities and counties across the state are considering bans on gas stoves because of climate change. Natural gas releases the greenhouse gas carbon dioxide when it's burned. Cities like Santa Monica, Carlsbad and San Luis Obispo are focusing on all electric mandates for new construction. That starts next year. The idea of going all electric is also being considered in Massachusetts, Oregon, and Washington State. When we come back, we'll talk with ABC's Sherry Preston about former President Jimmy Carter, who's in the hospital right now, being treated for swelling on the brain. Plus, we'll check traffic in your forecast on your wake-up call. It's KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Thanks for listening to Wake Up Call. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. Let's say hello to Sherry Preston now for the latest on former President Jimmy Carter, who's in the hospital right now. He had to go in for brain surgery in Georgia. Sherry, good morning. Is this all related to his recent falls? 
Hi, good morning, Jennifer. Yeah, it sure is. He's fallen at least twice over the past uh, month at his home in, in, in Georgia. He's always been back uh, the following Sunday to teach at Sunday school. He's been teaching there for many, many years. Jimmy Carter's 95. He is the oldest living U.S. president ever. And, you know, one of the things that uh, doctors are saying is relieving the pressure in your brain is, is, is not the, the big deal. The big deal is at this age, undergoing anesthesia can really be, um, can be dangerous at some time. So, you really have to monitor them closely. Um, his wife, Rosalind, is at his side. Um, the family is there. So, you know, he had to have 14 stitches recently when he when he uh, fell and hurt his head. Then he fell and he got a pelvic fracture. So, you know, he's really been kind of beaten up recently. And hopefully this will take care of some of that swelling on his brain. But, again, um, he's getting very good health at Emory, um, Emory Hospital. And um, Jimmy Carter in the hospital. We'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah. I mean, and when you talk about the relieving of the pressure on the brain, I was hearing a doctor kind of walk through through it this morning. It sounds, I mean, it sounds horrible in the sense of they're drilling a small hole into your brain to release mm-hmm. the fluid. And I, and I got, I thought, oh gosh, that sounds horrible. Yet the, the, the doctor I was listening to talked about how incredibly routine it was, but he said exactly the thing you said. That's not the issue. It's the anesthesia and putting a 95 year old's body through that kind of surgery. That's the tough part. Yeah, exactly. And the recovery, too. So he's not expected to be back um, at, at, at Sunday school this weekend. You know, one thing that Jimmy Carter said just on November 3rd, he said, and I thought this was really telling. He said, I assumed naturally I was going to die very quickly. I said a prayer about it. I didn't ask God to let me live. And I found that I was absolutely and completely at ease with death when I did that. So, you know, Jimmy Carter is, is he's done so many things since he has left the White House. He's a, he's a teacher. He's a writer. He's a poet. He's a house builder. I mean, he's done many, many things. So a lot of people in the country are looking at uh, Atlanta right now and Emory Hospital and wishing Jimmy Carter the best. And when you talk about the home building, I still couldn't believe that after that first fall at his house in Georgia, where he whacked himself on the head and he goes up on stage (laughs) a few hours later in Nashville with his Braves hat on, a shiner, a big old bandage on his head, all these stitches, (laughs) and just sounded like he did the day before. I know exactly. I mean, you know, I was listening to uh, the 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 audio book of his autobiography recently, and you know, the stuff he did when he was young. He was, you know, in a in a submarine. He was a farmer. He was, you know, he before he even got involved in politics in the slightest bit. So, I mean, he's been through a lot. So he's a, he's a tough bird, that's he, for sure. He was a peanut farmer, right? Yep, absolutely. He, he absolutely was, and he started figuring that out and how it worked. I mean, before that, he worked on farms, but um, but yeah, you know, he grew up, and then he was like, well, I knew the way I could get forward is if I if I went into the military. So he joined the Navy, and he was a you know an, a, a submariner, it's called. And, he, and he, he loved his wife Rosalind the whole time. They had been yeah. high school sweethearts. So anyway, definitely wish that family the best. Thank you so much, Sherry. Have a good day. Take care, Jennifer. See you later. ABC Sherry Preston. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that this morning for sure. So he will, uh, like I said, the procedure is very routine from what I heard this medical professional talking about this morning. They take a small drill in. They just make a little hole, uh, drain the fluid that's on the brain, and then it should be fine. But he's 95, although he just fell down. Like I said, whacked his head. He had a pelvic fracture following that. I mean, this... And I mean this with all due respect. This man is the Energizer Bunny. He just keeps going. So who knows? Maybe, uh, you know, a slight, you know, drill of the brain is not going to be the thing that takes him down. You just never know with him. He keeps surprising us. That's for sure.
All right. Uh, one thing I wanted to see that I or one thing I wanted to point out to you that I saw last night that I thought was interesting. I was reading this article on is your voter registration up to date? And uh, it was in the Sacramento Bee. And it said, even if you voted from time to time, states and local election offices purge their voter registration list. So they're encouraging you to go to USA.gov so that you can make sure that your political affiliation and that your address is right. So USA.gov. But then they also put this additional link on there that I had so much fun with last night. I know you guys are going to hear this and be like, she had fun with that. Weirdo. But I did. So it's a link where you can just put in a city and then it breaks down for you the amount of registered Republicans, Democrats, independents, uh, not, no party affiliation, all that. It goes through this whole thing and it's, it takes two seconds. So, of course, I was like, oh, Glendora, let's see that. Oh, let's see Burbank. And so I just started doing that. Anyway, it's pretty fun. And I put it up at KFIAM640.com keyword wake up call. So you can just go in, put your city in. And uh, it's interesting, too, because... Uh, cities where I thought that they were, oh, those cities must be completely blue cities. No, they were either very close, kind of purpley, or maybe they were far more red than I thought they were. So it was just kind of fascinating. Then shortly after seeing that story last night, I ran across this story. And um, I almost feel like I shouldn't tell you. But then again, I feel like I should tell you because a guy goes to the hospital. He's 46 years old. And he says, hey, I pushed something in myself a week ago and I I left it there. Now, this man suffers from schizophrenia and bipolar. So he's, you know, he's got some mental issues, right? But um, it's the thing that was in him and left there for a week. The doctors performed a CT scan of the man's abdominal area and found a eight-inch screwdriver. Yes, I said screwdriver. That uh, apparently went, uh, you know, up the area where the sun don't shine and pierced part of his large intestine. Now, here's the deal. The screwdriver was successfully removed and this 46-year-old man is actually doing really well. He was discharged from the hospital and now is in a treatment center um, for mental issues. But uh, how did this guy not have, you know, septic shock? I guess he did. I guess that's what got him to the hospital in the first place. But he how things weren't worse when you had an eight inch screwdriver in you for a week. I I just don't know. So there you go. So my night ended last night with. That story and looking up these statistics for politics in your city. My life in a nutshell. This is KFI and KOSTHD2 Los Angeles. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.